guys, welcome back to Let's Talk About It. I'm Jackie. And I'm Megan. And today we're going to be talking about rejection. But before we start, I just want to mention that Megan is dyeing her hair right now. (laughs) And she's currently sitting in front of me with a mohawk and red dye fire truck red dye all which over hopefully it washes out and it's like a really pretty subtle red not what it looks like right now because honestly it looks really good this is a look for me i think it's a look kind of like a rooster we're definitely gonna post a picture of megan um <laughs> when this episode comes out so you all know what we're talking about <laughs> okay so anyway back to the main topic today we're talking about rejection which I feel like I'm just a master in rejection at this point. A master? I'm a pro at being rejected. (laughs) I should be the head of rejection school and how to handle rejection. (laughs) No, no, it's something that we all deal with. Yeah, I think everyone, you know, when you hear the word rejection, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that time. Like a specific thing comes to mind or a specific relationship comes to mind or yeah, we've just we've all experienced it. We all know what rejection is um but i do think a lot of us either don't think about it deeply we're not quite aware of how it's affecting us or for sure we don't know how to handle it heal from it cope so that's why we want to talk about it today and when megan was saying i'm sure you can think of an experience where you were rejected i am sure you viscerally felt in your body the feelings that you felt like that is what Mm -hmm. you remember and you remember details and sense like things that you smelled and felt in that moment Mm -hmm. and we're going to talk about why that is so Megan yes so when Jackie and I we've talked about this topic a lot um but when we were like you know this would be a great podcast episode I was just kind of doing some research because I was like why is it that we have such a physical reaction to rejection you know because you would think of it as emotional um, but we do have like that very visceral physical reaction and I actually found that a study was done that showed that rejection causes pain because our brains are wired to respond that way so there were some scientists that placed people in MRI machines and asked them to recall a recent rejection And what they discovered was that the same area of our brain activates when we experience rejection as when we experience physical pain. So that's why even small rejections hurt more than we think they should, right? Because they elicit literal, I'll buy emotional, but literal pain. And this study also confirmed that it's easier for us to recount details and feelings from occurrences of emotional pain than physical pain. And this, like, when you really think about it, totally makes sense, right? Like, this explains why it hurts more to reflect on the time you got dumped than the time you broke your arm, you know? And even continuing with, like, the broken arm example, you break your arm, you go to the doctor, you get a cast, eventually it heals, and your arm doesn't hurt anymore. You live the rest of your life. But emotional pain, it lingers. Sometimes for decades, if you don't learn how to process or heal, it leaves lasting wounds. And so I just found that so interesting that it, it does, your brains literally respond or view rejection and emotional pain just as it would physical pain of a bro- bone being broken. Yeah. So don't feel like you're weak, which I think we do a lot of times when we 
cannot get over um, a rejection very quickly or when we just feel it in our bodies, it's because it is actually affecting our brain. Like she said, it's affecting the same area of the brain as when you break a bone and that pain doesn't just go away. It's not as easy as it just, you know, the bone resetting and being healed. And, you know, Megan and I were talking about why does rejection hurt so much? And I think one of the main reasons it hurts so much is because we all, I think we're created to have a natural desire to be loved, wanted, and pursued. And when we're rejected, it just, it attacks our identity and self-worth. And what gets communicated to us is that we're not valuable, worthwhile, desirable, etc. And those are things that were created, I think, in our very nature for us to want, you know, to want to feel loved. And it Mm -hmm. feels like in a direct attack against us when we are rejected. Mm -hmm. Because like, how do you not take it personally? You know, like that's what everybody always says. Like, well, don't take it personally. Like it might not be because of you. But like deep down, like rejection amplifies or confirms any insecurity we have that we struggle with, you know? Mm -hmm. So whether it's getting rejected from that job that you really wanted and were working so hard to interview for you automatically take that and flip it around to the insecurity of oh I'm not good enough at this area or I'm not skilled you get broken up with or you get rejected by someone that you love and care about you automatically oh I'm unlovable you know it just amplifies any insecurity that we have (laughs) yeah and the pain is worse than just losing that person it hits at the very core of you and unfortunately because of original sin i think we all have wounds that we're not good enough we're not loved Mm -hmm. and rejection it just digs into that wound and can confirm confirm for us any insecurity that we've already had right and that is deep that is stuff that is a lot to work through and that you might not completely be aware of because a lot of times insecurities hide and it's not always something that's like at the front of our consciousness of like oh this is bothering me because I have this belief Mm -hmm. that like I'm not desirable Mm. a lot of times it's it's hitting you know a chord in us that we might not even realize and so you're feeling pain and you're like I don't even really know why this is hurting me so bad and even to go back to that analogy of like physical pain, like we even call it a broken heart, right? Like we act like it is like a bone that got broken, something that like takes while to heal and hurts like deep down inside of us. Oh, I, I mean, I know the most significant time what I remember when I was rejected by someone that I had deep feelings for, I physically felt it in the middle of my chest. And I walked around for a while feeling like I just couldn't even breathe. It hurt so much. Like I physically felt it in my body. And I know that a lot of people can relate, especially when it's a romantic thing. Like you just feel Mm -hmm. it in your chest in the center. And it is so painful. Mm -hmm. I think too, you know, rejection also, we feel so alone when we're rejected because it really destabilizes our feeling of belonging you know whether it is in a relationship or in whatever area of life you feel cast aside that you are alone that and there is this like kind of belief that no one really understands or knows what you're feeling you don't feel like Jackie and I were just talking about like before we started recording you don't feel seen you don't feel known Mm. and that's something 
as humans we just innately need we need to be known (laughs) and seen and so you just feel you know that that sense of like belonging that I'm a part of a community that I'm a part of this person's life just gets completely destroyed yeah and what's interesting is you also feel rejected by God because he allowed this to happen and it feels like in a lot of ways God's holding out for you I know that I would compare especially in areas of um, romance and dating I would think why is God not letting this happen for me but I see all these other people continuing continuing in successful relationships and I just keep feeling like I'm being rejected or just ignored not seen and it feels like God why are you letting this happen like do you not care about me? Do you not care about the desires that I have on my heart to be united with someone else or whatever other desire I have? Um, and that really does mess with you because it's it's like, is God just not caring about me? Is he rejecting me as well? Yeah, and it, naturally we project anything that is happening you know, in our human relationships to our relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. So if someone mm-hmm. really hurts me and is like, I don't want you, immediately I just naturally project that onto God of like oh and it's because he doesn't want me either or I'm not lovable even to God like how could God have grace for me (laughs) when other people don't Um, which even in the moment you might be able to reason with yourself and know isn't true but it's just like once again that hurt is so deep that it goes beyond just like reason and what I'm thinking and knowing it just it's, it's it is such a deep emotional pain Yeah, and it gives so much space for anger, bitterness, confusion, and betrayal to really fester in our hearts. And that will grow as time goes on if we don't address it. If we try to just shove those feelings to the bottom or we overly obsess over, you know, with them and don't bring them to God and bring them into the light. Um, Yeah, that that is like the danger of mm -hmm, rejection is... mm -hmm. You know, not only is it painful for all these reasons we've talked about, but it's it can be poisonous, too, because we just allow that to we allow that wound to remain open and it becomes infected and we don't clean it. We don't take medicine. You know, we don't take those steps to heal. And so it's just going to grow and rot inside of us and it can really affect future relationships, you know, just how you interact because it's you're you're allowing that to just continue and linger yeah and the confusion part of rejection I know that I really relate to that because you just you lat you want to find the reason why mm-hmm. and you latch on you're like why didn't I get this job what is it about me that's not enough why didn't this person want to continue a relationship with me mm-hmm. what is it and I think rejection can cause us to become obsessively in your inwardly focused um, we become intensely self-critical you know, we obsess over why were we rejected? And often the reasons we come up with are extremely self-negative. Mm-hmm. Um, we take the rejection to a new level and experience self-rejection. Mm-hmm. And um, I've talked about Henry Nowen before. He's one of my favorite authors. Um, he has a book called The Life of the Beloved. And he has this just beautiful quote that I'm going to read where he really talks about this. Uh, he says... These negative voices are so loud and so persistent that it is easy to believe them. That's the great trap. It is the trap of self-rejection. 
Over the years, I've come to realize that the greatest trap in our life is not success, popularity, and power, but self-rejection. Success, popularity, and power can indeed present a great temptation, but their seductive quality often comes from the way they are part of a much larger temptation to self-rejection. When we have come to believe in the voices that call us worthless and unlovable, then success, popularity, and power are easily perceived as attractive solutions. The real trap, however, is self-rejection. I'm constantly surprised at how quickly I give in to this temptation. As soon as someone accuses me or criticizes me, as soon as I am rejected, left alone, or abandoned, I find myself thinking, well, that proves once again that I am nobody. Instead of taking a critical look at the circumstances or trying to understand my own and others' limitations, I tend to blame myself, not just for what I did, but for who I am. My dark side says, I am no good. I deserve to be pushed aside, forgotten, rejected, and abandoned. And I think it's because of the fall. You know, we already doubt our goodness and we easily take rejection as a confirmation of those self-deprecating thoughts that we already have about ourselves. Yeah. Oh, that is, (laughs) it's deep. Yeah. Um, I also just think going back to that whole, you know, not feeling seen or known by that person or, or thing that you're experiencing rejection from, you also just don't always feel very known or seen by those around you I think there can be a lot of um, hurt when we feel misunderstood or not sympathized with um, by other people you know and it's hard to understand someone else's rejection you know even if you've experienced rejection yourself sometimes it can be hard just because it's so different for each person and so there, there are definitely cases, you know, where you hurtful comments are just thrown at you like, you know, move on. Why don't you just get over it? Don't let this affect your self-worth. Like, why are you still thinking about this? Um, which just once again, like confirms that like, oh, yeah, I am stupid. Like, this shouldn't be bothering me. Um, and it just feels like no one really knows what you're going through. Mm. Yeah. And it's so much easier to focus on the rejection in our life rather than when we have been accepted and loved Mm -hmm. because like I said I think it goes back to original sin it's so hard for us to accept that we're loved that God loves us that others around us love us Mm -hmm. so of course we latch on to those negative experiences where we've been rejected and allow those to snowball in our minds and fuel these already self-deprecating thoughts that we have about ourselves and like Henry no one was pointing out you know it's like we use that as a confirmation of like oh yep once Mm. again like that Mm -hmm. proves to me instead of being like oh well this was like an outside circumstance or situation it's no it's it's all coming back inward to how this is just about who I am it's much harder to accept well maybe that person was going through something um and they just couldn't be in a relationship maybe it just really wasn't the right fit has nothing to do with me not being good enough them not being good enough we just don't it's not going to be a good fit or you know this job really just wasn't for me no it always has to come back to I'm just not smart enough I'm not attractive enough I am just not enough yep yeah and it's rejection is just so hard to forget you know going back to that study about the physical pain you know we we forget physical pain all the time 
I mean, this is why women can go through labor and birth mm-hmm. and a few months later <laughs> be like, I want another baby. Mm-hmm. I want to get pregnant again. You know, we forget physical pain quickly. Um, I guess I shouldn't speak for everyone. I, there are some people that go through horrific physical pain, obviously. But in general, physical pain, we can move on. We're healed in a few months. But rejection is just so hard to forget. And yeah, like Jackie was saying, we just re remember rejection far more than we remember good experiences. So instead of letting those good experiences kind of form and impact our identity, mm-hmm. that rejection just cuts straight through all of that. <laughs> yeah. So I think, of course, we want to focus on healing. How can we heal from rejection? How can we grow through rejection? And the first thing, it's we have to acknowledge God's love for us. Henry Nouwen in the book, The Life of the Beloved, talks about how we have been chosen mm. by God. We are beloved by him. And we see this all throughout scripture. You know, God chose us. God died for us. The creator of the universe cares about our very thoughts, every part of us. And that alone is the, so- the truth that we have to seep ourselves in that we have to focus on yeah and and we talked about this in our healing episode but healing is not a one-time event Mm -hmm. and I think with rejection because it is so often an event that takes place we think our healing should be the same way and you know so people often will throw around like just surrender the situation to him And what we don't realize is that means moment by moment. We need Mm. to continue to be surrendering the situation to the Lord. It's not just a one time like, oh, I prayed and I gave it to God and he took it away and now I don't have to deal with it anymore. Like, no, it's every time that person comes into your mind or every time you see them or every time you're kind of forced to relive that situation or that that hurt once again, taking it to God, taking it to God, surrendering it to him. It's a moment by moment thing that we have to continue to do and and eventually those those times may become fewer and far between but especially at the beginning it's going to be nearly constant of being like nope I have to give that to God nope giving that to God and I think that's what we don't realize and we think that something's wrong like we're not releasing it when it, no that's just how it works mm-hmm. yeah we have to be diligent in prayer I think that is one of the main keys to getting over rejection no matter how long it takes is continuing to pray and seep ourselves in scripture because scripture is the living breathing word of god and Mm -hmm. it has power which i think we often forget and i know for me um the psalms specifically psalm 139 uh verses 1 through 16 which i'm going to read for you all because this is a psalm that got me through and still continues to get me through one of the most painful, deepest rejections that I've gone through. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to read that for you. Oh Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I rise up. You discern my thoughts from afar. You search out my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. Even before a word is on my tongue, Behold, O Lord, you know it altogether. You hem me in behind and before, and lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. 
Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me, and the night about me be night. Even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. For you form my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance, and your book were, writ were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. How precious to me are your thoughts, O God! How vast is the sum of them! If I would count them, they are more than the sand. I awake, and I am still with you. And I, the reason that that scripture just, it brings tears to my eyes every time I, I read it, because rejection makes us seem, makes us feel not seen and forgotten. And this scripture just speaks to that God is with us always, every minute of the day, always. He, he knew our existence and deeply loved us before mm. we even existed, before we were even conceived in our mother's wombs. And I, I just love when, you know, the writer of the Psalms is talking about how just anywhere we go, we cannot get away from God. We cannot get away from the love of God. He sees us even if we reject him, which mm -hmm. we often do. He still sees us and he is still with us and cares about every little thing of our day, every hair on our heads. And I mean, I just, I think that's the only way to get through rejection is to, to deeply realize in our hearts how much God loves us, how much God accepts us. And how known we are by him. Yeah. And even, you know, an even deeper way of knowing is the fact that Jesus completely sympathizes with us. Which I think is one of the most beautiful things about the fact that Jesus became fully man when he was here on, on earth. Because he knows our pain you know we're not praying to someone who has no idea or has never gone through what we're talking about jesus went through everything we've gone through to an even deeper extent i mean i love how hebrews 4 14 says since then we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens jesus the son of god let us hold fast to our confession for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us then, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace, that we may find mercy and grace to help in time of need. And I just always reflect on the Gospels. Jesus, you know, being born as a baby, living and preparing for the cross and the rejection that he experienced from one his disciples you know he's in the garden of gethsemane 
sweating blood and praying and preparing for this excruciating experience that is coming up and his disciples can't even stay awake and pray with him how like rejected and alone he must have felt Mm. and then to like throw on top of that judas like the ultimate betrayal like someone who is close his disciple who ate with him who traveled with him who lived with him throwing him (laughs) to be beaten and killed you know even like betraying him with a kiss like how just horrible and then you know peter who always talked big talk and said that he would you know he would be there even when everyone turned aside denying christ three times and how jesus just knows exactly that pain that that sharp physical visceral reaction that we are talking about to an even deeper level and so we when we pray to him and we lament and you know weep over these experiences Jesus is right alongside us, weeping with us. Um, I love, there's this rapper, actually, who one of his songs always just, like, hits me. Um, It's called The Never Haves. And so the beginning of the song, he's talking about just all of these really hard, horrible experiences he's had in his life. The fact that, like, his dad walked out on him, that he's been through a divorce. Like, just all of these really, really, really hard rejections. But then the chorus... He says, when I think of what I've been through, feeling dejected, it's the never-haves that flipped my perspective. Never have I been so anguished, I literally sweat blood. Never have my friends slept while I wept. Never have I seen a smiling friend and accepted his kiss, only to be surrounded and pounded with clubs and fists. Never been interrogated by those who hated me violently, They claim that I'm the enemy of God. Oh, the irony. Or stood quietly under slaps and spit because the purveyors of piety find me blasphemous. Never had a friend that I considered my rock that denied me three times before the crow of the crock. Never stood before a crowd who was unanimous and wanted to crucify me, instead release Barabbas. Never had a crown of thorns jammed in my brow, stripped naked while my captors mockingly bow, never been between two thieves nailed to a tree, crying, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And I never will. You did, so I never will. Father, thank you for your grace, so I'll never have to taste death because you stood in my place. I never will. Mm, I love that. And I I love how you brought up uniting our suffering to Jesus' suffering and knowing that he suffered just as deeply, more deeply than we will ever understand. I I mean, I read this reflection once um, on Good Friday where it was talking about not only the excruciating physical pain that Jesus went through during his passion, but that the emotional pain was even worse because he felt rejected by every human or almost every single human being around him and we know how much that hurts but just you see in the psalms how much god loves us how intimately he knows us that was jesus he was rejected by people that he had loved before they have even existed that he knew deeply and fully and was in love with Mm -hmm. all of these people more than we can even understand 
love, like the depth of love. And they all rejected him and Mm -hmm. spit on him and nailed him to a cross and tortured him. That is rejection. Mm -hmm. And I'm not trying to downplay the pain that we feel because, oh my gosh, I mean, I remember I was, I went through this just awful experience of rejection and then I went home on the train and I remember sitting there, I couldn't even hold it and I just sobbed. It was the kind of pain that it feels like it just takes the breath from your lungs and you can't even breathe anymore. You feel like you're suffocating. I was like literally bent over, just sobbing. And I remember thinking, it was grace, of course, where I just felt Jesus come to me and I united that pain to when he was in the garden and he was sobbing in the same way and feeling pain just awful pain with sweating blood probably just couldn't even breathe mm-hmm. and felt what I was feeling even more deeply and in that moment I just united myself to him I just felt him you know wrap me in his arms and just knowing that Jesus was with me in that moment helped me to feel so much more seen I mean the pain was still there it was you know awful pain but I felt so much more seen and comforted by Christ so just yeah like we said knowing that he has felt the rejection that we feel in tenfold and he is there with us in that deep pain. Yeah. And like that verse in Hebrews, there is grace and mercy for us and for every situation in time of need when we just go to the throne. And so I think, you know, what we were talking about before, just reflecting on scripture, praying, surrendering to the Lord, like those are all necessary because that is where we find grace and mercy for every situation every rejection that we're in that's where we find relief and so going to God um, but also instead of just you know not only going to God but also really connecting with a supportive community you know because rejection just really pulls us into this place of feeling so alone surround yourself with people you know are supportive who you know provide you with concrete examples of God's love you know Mm -hmm. and just remind you and speak truth into your life when you need it that is vital I think when in your healing from rejection yeah we need community and we need those people that channel God's love to us and point us back upward to to God and yeah, like we said before, it is so much easier to reflect on the times when we've been rejected, but it's you really need to focus on the times that you have been accepted and loved, whether mm-hmm. that's by people in your family, your friends, because that love is there around you, um, even if it's only in one or two people. And also just meditating on the fact that God does have a plan and that his plan is perfect and you know, as easy as finite beings to feel like I know what I want for myself and I know what is best for me. Um, And it's, and it's really hard and humbling to accept that, you know, rejection, God doesn't play favorites. Rejection isn't a punishment from him or a symbol or a confirmation that we're unlovable or anything. Oftentimes it is God closing a door because that's not his will. And it is it's just it's a humbling experience but we have to accept like lord you have a plan you are infinite and i have to trust that like you want what's best for me that you know what's best for me and that you're working things for good you know either for the good of those around me or for myself but that you're not going to give bad gifts to your children because Mm -hmm. you love them Mm -hmm. 
it's focusing on that divine perspective because God just sees everything all at once from beginning to end and we're so stuck in you know temporal in this moment and now what we can see and understand and God's understanding is is so much bigger you know trying to focus on that divine perspective I remember in my senior year of college when I was rejected from this job that I really wanted I thought was going to be my next step my financial financial security and I was rejected from the job for seemingly insignificant reasons you know even the reasons they gave me didn't make any sense and in the moment it was so horrible for me I felt so hopeless that nothing was ever going to work out for me and looking back it's so silly because then I ended up with a job that brought me to Chicago that uh, led me to my next job where I met Megan and we started this podcast and literally (laughs) if I had gotten what I wanted with that job I would never have met the amazing people I've met here are Ben where I know God wants me and where he's just has brought so much grace and healing and beauty into my life. Mm-hmm. And in the moment it was horrible. I felt like nothing was ever going to work out for me. And now I just look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, thank God I did not get what I wanted because this is clearly, clearly where I'm supposed to be. And we all have experiences like that. And so, you know, to go along with that, sometimes maybe it would help when you're going through a current rejection to reflect on past rejections, mm-hmm. not in the, an obsessive, like, oh, look at all of these times that have confirmed that I'm worthless, <laughs> you know, but reflecting and being like, wow, look how God has used that. Look how he walked with me through that. Look what came out of that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, just I love how in scripture, God always has his people name places or set up monuments or, you know, line these stones up. So you remember that I, you know, split the Jordan River because God knows we need those remembrances in order to remind ourselves, oh yeah, God is trustworthy. He does get me through these things. He does work things for my good. I think too, um, God uses our past hurts to help others. Mm -hmm. And I think this is honestly one of the most beautiful um, aspects of how we heal from rejection is just how God can redeem situations. Um, I know for myself, I, a really, really painful rejection I went through was (laughs) I had an engagement broken off and at the time I like wanted to die, like literally stood in the middle of the road and prayed a car would hit me. Mm -hmm. But just later seeing how God redeemed that situation and how many women coincidentally like had breakups or just really horrible things happen that I wasn't like friendships with that I was able to comfort and say I know exactly what you're going through and this like you're feeling this aren't you and and just seeing how God was redeeming that and using that pain that I went through to be able to speak to someone else and be able to be with someone and sit with them in their pain and know what they were going through and help them feel seen and known Mm -hmm. when they were feeling so alone from a rejection that that helped me also heal from that rejection and seeing wow god is truly taking something really horrible and making it beautiful in a way and not that it wasn't painful or terrible but how amazing it is that god takes those things and can use them for good and for grace Mm. um and so even just having faith that god is at work in our story and that his redemption is at play even before we see it happening. Yeah. And I think it's important to remember 
when going through the healing process that you can't bottle up your emotions. You have to honor your feelings and allow yourself to feel them and bring them to the foot of the cross. Feel them with Jesus. You know, we talk about, and we talked about in our healing episode, how the only way to heal was to go to through the thick of those emotions and really work through them. And like we said, a lot of times we try to downplay the pain of rejection, but it's worse than physical pain. And we have to honor that. You know, you have to take the steps and the time to heal and really let yourself feel the pain with a therapist, with a trusted friend. Take that time and prayer to sit with it with Jesus. Sit with him in the garden, you know, where he felt that agony. Sit with him and unite that pain to his. Um, And also healthy self-care, you know, take care of your body work out, eat healthy, focus on just taking care of yourself. It is easy when feeling that emotional pain to just totally forget. I know that, you know, for me, when I went through a horrible rejection, I just wasn't eating. I know this is very common. You forget (laughs) how to take care of yourself. You feel like you're not worth taking care of yourself. Which Um, once again, we're holistic beings. So you mm -hmm. stop eating, you stop sleeping, you stop Mm. drinking water. Like now suddenly your physical body is deteriorating, which just makes the emotional life and spiritual life that you're going through even worse. (laughs) No, take the time, go to therapy if you need to sit with Mm -hmm. a spiritual director, um, mentor, sit in prayer and make sure you're taking care of yourself physically. Even if that means, you know, having that trusted friend, be like, hey, keep me accountable. Make sure I'm eating at mm. least two meals a day. Yeah. You know, remind me that I need to try and sleep, that I need to, you know, do the take these steps that are just like super practical and no brainer things. Like I need to take care of myself, but like having someone to remind you and, and keep watch to make sure that you are actually being healthy. Yeah. And I didn't realize how common of an experience it was for specifically women and men. If you're listening, let us know if you've gone through this too. But when when being rejected how hard it is to make yourself eat yeah. i didn't realize how universal an experience that was that be, you just feel so rejected and worthless about yourself you have a hard time taking care of yourself and doing the most basic thing of feeding yourself mm-hmm. and just if you're going through that realize that that it's a horrible thing to feel but it is common and just you mm-hmm. need to to work on that of course but just realize that your pain is real and that is a very real reaction that a lot of women have um yeah that was just really surprising to me Mm -hmm. but in a way kind of helps like oh okay i'm not just like a crazy lady who (laughs) stopped eating when she felt sad yeah that's overly sensitive (laughs) and just can't deal with anything no it's okay you know um we we talked about this too you know just rejection feels like an attack on us our identity mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. but another way to just kind of process that rejection is to not this is way easier said than done, but to not take it as a personal attack. You know, rejection is not always personal. Every once in a while, there's going to be someone who's just like completely evil and will want to like break you down. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, there are those times, but in general, rejection does not mean it's not a confirmation of those worthless feelings you have. Mm-hmm. And so even just reminding yourself of that and catching yourself being like, oh, I'm taking this and I'm, you know, having it that negative self-talk I'm allowing that to continue no I need to not take this personally I need to not see this as like an attack on my identity um and don't feel bad if that's hard because I don't know I've never talked to anyone who's been like oh yeah I can just do that I can just you know not take it personally but that is a step that has to take place in healing for you to be able to move on from rejection yeah like I said sometimes God just is 
working in that rejection, you know, put, put, putting our path somewhere else. Um, I just remember having this experience where I was praying about this rejection I went through with this person and I felt God say very clearly to me, I did not give him peace about moving forward because I didn't want it to move forward. Mm-hmm. And it, you weren't, at least in this timing, you know, we're not right for each other. And this is the way that will lead both of you closer to holiness. And even after having that experience, I've gone through so much of, I just was not good enough or smart enough or pretty enough because those wounds run deep and we need to, you know, work through those wounds. But just that moment of peace is something that I do go back to and has given me comfort and solace. And like Megan said, sometimes there are just evil people that are coming after you and are personally rejecting you and making you feel like trash, want to make you feel terrible. But that's why we need to build resilience by growing deeper in our identity Mm -hmm in Christ because unfortunately we live in a broken sinful world that will reject us sometimes will come after us and Henry Nouwen talks about this how it is so hard like those negative voices are so loud that tell us we're not good enough we are not enough because a lot of times in the world standards we will not be enough but those standards don't matter we are already enough in Christ he already loves us more than we will ever even be able to fathom and accepts us and loves us and what really matters is growing in our identity in him and doing his will mm-hmm. I mean and Jesus promises that mm-hmm. that's gonna happen you know in the gospels he, t- he says the, the world will hate you because you love me mm-hmm. you know and so especially as believers like we're going to experience deep rejection because of even just the lifestyle that we choose to live because we're living for the Lord. And so we we have to just every day continue deepening that identity in Christ so that we're not as shaken when inevitably that rejection takes place because our rejection is not held in our identity of being loved by the world or identity of being good enough to the world standards or having these skills or having whatever it is. Our identity is... I am in Christ, Christ is in me, Mm. and that is who I am. And so it doesn't shake me. It hurts, but it doesn't shake me when that rejection takes place. Exactly, and it is difficult. Um, Henry Nouwen talks a lot about how every day will be a fight to believe that we are the beloved, and it's a journey of finally realizing how beloved we are and how loved we are and accepting, fully accepting that love in our hearts that Christ has for us. Because we are fallen humans, we do have the propensity to fall into that negative mindset and it is going to be it is going to be difficult and be easy on yourself as you're going through this as you're healing like we've said it does take time we will fail but it's continually just getting back up and running to jesus and giving him those hurts and those failures and sitting with him and just knowing that he endlessly accepts us when we come back to him no matter what yeah you're never too far gone the prodigal son (laughs) went as far as you could go and his father ran to meet him so you know be don't don't beat yourself up if your healing takes time but instead just keep fixing your eyes on christ instead of inward instead of towards other people fixing your eyes on christ who sympathizes with you but who also heals you yeah and focus on those relationships in your life that do point back upward to christ because Mm -hmm. that's the people that we want around us that channel that love of christ to us and remind us that he is everything everything leads back to him and that is all that matters Mm -hmm. what helped me was just focusing on that moment when i 
die and when I get to finally meet Jesus in heaven and have that moment with him, all of this won't matter. Mm -hmm. The rejection, the ways that people hurt me, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Jesus is everything and that's hard to remember, but that's what I always try to go back to. Yeah, for sure. You know, and also be open to talking about it with people. You know, it's, it's really hard to process pain when you're bottling it up and it's just caught all inside. Mm. And it is so healing to be able to just talk through what you're feeling in those lies that you're believing. And a lot of times, you know, my mentor always tells me to write it down or just say it out loud because that's when you're like, mm, I know that's not true. But you need to because when you're just thinking it inside your head, when you know, that's when you're it believing it. In right. your body. You feel that yes. physical, visceral pain of I am not enough. That shame that you feel it so physically. And that's often why it's so hard to get over it because you're telling yourself these things in your head. But you feel so rejected, so worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just working through that and continually united that to the physical and emotional pain that Jesus felt. And yeah, I mean, I know this conversation was really helpful just now talking right. through this with Megan and reminding myself of all of these things because I mean I'm currently still going through something where I feel deep rejection mm-hmm. and it's just running back to Jesus yeah. over and over he's all we need mm-hmm. well I hope that you guys found this helpful um, if you have any things that you would like to share that have helped you through rejection we'd love to hear from you um, on our instagram or you can email us but yeah i mean the biggest thing is it's important to talk about this